0: Uh, hello,
1: this is Chu. Hey, is this Chu Fu? Hey, what's good, bro? Finally, eh? Exactly, exactly. This is Scott Wood. I'm calling from the interview show, and hopefully, I'm going to interview you tonight.
0: I know, I know, man. I'm sorry about that, bro. I was like, damn, we got to make this work. <laughs> what's going on? So, I'm sorry about that, man. But I got a new, brand new phone, so uh, is the connection better?
1: Everything is magical and wonderful.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Choo Foo, and you're listening to The Interview Show.
2: Because you the truth, dog. Hey, we gonna be back in this one. PVH, man, you a monster, dog. Big look. <laughs> too pretty, man. M.I.A., baby. One phrase. Me, yeah. watching, watching me, watching me, watching me. All see of the best kept catching, secrets. Watching you. Watching me, watching me see you haters Up watching. Down, watching baby. me, watching me, Up watching down, me see baby. you haters watching. Yeah we going to sing it like this. My eyes is low, riding low. Police in the river, driving slow. Watching like I got a Glock in the glove compartment. In the pound of the fire smoke. I threw the shades on, laid back. It felt like I threw the cave on. Fuck it, not pretend, glasses.
1: Blasting, snoop and acorn Superman with a little boost egg eggnog and E&J. Either way, I don't really care what police is. say. Pull me over,
2: get the license. Want to put me in prison, but you're indecisive. Hating, cause I'm on dating. Chasing, fate, laced up with nothing but the greatness. With everything, it's Clinton, for tip the shades. Still a bit spent <laughs> off. can't. Of <laughs> so I'm so, hard. so, hard. so hard. Thank you. So I got to do what I, I have, have to, do. to do. Walk upon them, shaking the body, reporting on the outfit and suit. Uh-huh. Get a Hitters don't win the game and everybody get the hate in you. Just for the good card, cut it in there. Now look at the shades and take a good look at yourself. I Watching me watching you watching me see you haters watching watching me, watching me watching I see you haters watching Watching me watching me watching me see you haters watching Watching me watching me watching I see you haters watching Watching me watching me watching me see you haters watching watching me watching me watching me see you haters watching watching me watching me watching me see you watching Watching me watching me me my strong lessons at night So I can, so I can Yeah, man Ming, chilling with my people, Chaz and Heldin. Palms out, dot New York City, you know we had to touch that. Sunglasses at night joints, we be in the club with the sunglasses on. Haters be scoping, you know we just doing it, killing them, man. Or, uh, catch yourself on the wrong night, you might get stomped out. Word.
0: So, uh, yeah, that was basically my day. So I have uh, have a couple more hours to go. Uh, Most of the time I stop at like 2 a.m. or something, you know. So, uh, but I'm actually taking a little
1: break now. So basically it never stops in the world of Chufu.
0: Actually not, no. Now, it's crazy because I have those agendas that, uh, you know, John Fraser sends over to me and you know, every time I'm like, Yeah, clear the agenda, you know, I get a new update, I'm like, Oh man <laughs> You know. Because a lot of labels, you know, they need stuff like overnight, you know, to make like a last minute decision like, you know, ask you full, you know. And uh, you know, they need it like tomorrow, you know, or like in three days or something. So it's always uh, with deadlines. But I really like working like that, you know. You're like okay, I have ten hours for a track, you know, and it it needs to be done, you know. So the it's all good. you know. If I have a week to do a track, I will take a week to do a track, you know? So, uh, deadlines are good for me.
1: Whoa, whoa. One night to do a remix. Can you take one remix you've done and talk a little bit about that? Because that, to me, sounds insane.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, for example, uh, Bad Romance from Lady Gaga that I remixed, the H1N1 remix, was really like, uh, Jared Tree called us up like, Joe, we need this remix really fast. And I was, super sick, that's why it's called the H1M1 fix, because everyone thought I had swine flu, you know, so uh, so I made that really for my bed, with my laptop around me, I was super sick, uh, and uh, I just started, I heard the cappella and uh, I just uh, listened to the melody, made a bass line for Under the Melody, uh, made the beat. I, I think I had the basics of that track in like one and a half hour, I, I really stuck with the first bass line, you know, uh, because sometimes uh, I make a baseline and like at, at the last minute I change the whole baseline. You know that happens sometimes as well. But with Bad Romance it was like right from the start. And uh, I think in the third or fourth hour I started working on like the effects and the breaks. That takes a couple of hours to you know to, to make nice buildups and all kinds of effects. You know that uh, that takes most of the time. You know, but uh, but a baseline or you know the beat. Uh, it's pretty fast you know it's
1: pretty basic so <laughs> welcome to the interview show this is Scott Wood your host and today I have the master of the remix Chu Fu on the line welcome to the show
0: thanks so much man It's good talking to you
1: excellent excellent so a lot of people think that you're Chinese but actually you're Dutch and you have a masters of art in music so first I wanted to ask you how does that education frame the way you look at music
0: um, well, I think, uh, I mean, I studied jazz at the conservatory, but I was always into, you know, dance music. Uh, I studied alto saxophone, but I was always jamming with DJs in the clubs in the weekends instead of doing jazz gigs. <laughs> so, uh, I actually really used that education to compose really fast, you know? Uh, it doesn't take me a lot of time to come up with a melody or you know, if if I listen to a cappella for example, if I do a refix, then I immediately hear the bass line, and I can immediately play that bass line, you know, so, and I think that's really important when you're creating something that, that you can, you know, throw it down, like, right away, you know, that you, you don't have to, like, look for the chords or, like, you know, how's this going, you have to work it out. With me, it's, like, immediately, you know, and I think that's really what I learned at the conservatory, is just really fast composing and, and immediate you know, immediate uh, expression, basically, of, of you know, your feelings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Now, you're one of those guys that is all over the blogger sphere. And I'm going to start with an easy one. Where does the Chu Fu name come from?
0: Um, well, actually, uh, they named me Chu Fu because uh, it was like, uh, it's uh, Chu Fu means for my crew, like, the art of chewing up a track. <laughs> so, you know, it's like Kung Fu, but then Chu Fu. So, You know, and and they gave me that name actually when I was working uh, with uh, Bad Boy Records. I was doing a series of mixtapes for them. And, uh, you know, I I just remixed really fast. So there was uh, straight up hip hop stuff, but it was like, you know, a cappella came in and I had a remix done like an hour later, you know, because hip hop uh, works even faster than uh, electro or whatever progressive style of music there is, you know. And the crew was just laughing. And after like months, they were like, yo, this dude is chewing up the tracks and he's spitting it out, you know? And it's just like the, the name kind of, you know, grew on me, I guess, you know? But uh, everyone thinks I'm Chinese. <laughs> At least in the beginning, everyone thought oh, he must be Chinese. So I thought it was kind of funny.
1: <laughs> but we're going to correct them here. You are, in fact, Dutch.
0: Uh, yes, I'm Dutch. Uh, my, my dad is from South America. My mom's is from, from the Netherlands. Uh, and uh, so I grew up in South America, and I grew up in, uh, in Amsterdam. So, but I have a Dutch uh, nationality. That's correct.
1: Yeah, well, it doesn't matter where you came from because you make excellent music. So Chufu, you're all over the blogosphere. You do remixes, you do refixes. Can you tell me the difference between a remix and a refix?
0: Well, uh, for me a refix is if I take a track from style A to style B, for example. I take a track from uh, what originally was a hip-hop track and I take it to an electro track and I build a whole new production under it, you know? And uh, I call that a refix because it's just like, you know, it's it's totally different, new, a new production and everything. With a remix, uh, most of the time it's like a house act... Uh, Ask me to remix their track, I basically keep it, you know, in the same genre. And sometimes I will use like their synth sounds or their or their synth melodies and I just, you know, change the beat under it or whatever, and then I will call something a remix, you know. Hey, what's up? My name is Chu Fu and you're listening to the interview show. I never meant to cause you any sorrow.
2: I never meant to cause you any pain. I only wanted one time to see, see you laughing. Oh.
0: My name is Chu Fu, and you're listening to The Interview Show.
1: I was really excited to interview you because you're really unique as DJs go. For those of you who don't know, a typical DJ will be able to play tracks from any artist, and, you know, every DJ knows that there are some tracks that everybody's going to dance to, and so you read the crowd and you sort of go with what your gut is and what the audience is reacting to. Now you, what you do is you play all of your own productions. So even if you decide to play Kings of Leon, it's going to be Kings of Leon, the Chufu remix. So you will never play another artist remix. You always play your own stuff, which means that you have to develop a huge arsenal of stuff you've done yourself. Why did you decide to take on that much work?
0: Because I wanted to be original, I guess, you know, when I was, I, I mean, I started out, you know, like in the club scene also as like a DJ and I was spinning vinyl and whatever. And that was great, you know. But but whenever I played like one of my own remixes, it just gave me another feeling when I was playing it. Uh, you know, it is more tense because it's like your own track, and you know, you you take stuff personal. You know what I mean? And uh, so it it was kind of tense to do it, and um, but it was also really good because it really made me see like, oh, I, I got to change this height, or I got to change this baseline because it doesn't work. So it it gave me like immediate inspiration for my music, and and that kind of grew, and at one. Well, one moment that was really like, I want to make hip-hop with electro, and this was in 2005 or something, you know, and there weren't really a lot of records out yet, there was hip-house, but I wanted really like street hip-hop combined with electro, you know, so the vibe of the street in a club, I thought that was really interesting, so it was also really like, you know, I had to do it because that was the style I wanted to play, so I just started remixing tracks from, you know, Whoever in the, in the in the New York hip hop scene, and made it into a electro track because I just couldn't get those tracks anywhere, you know. And I thought it was so much fun that I just started to share those tracks on blogs. That's actually how it started. It really grew, and like uh, from 2005 till now, I'm, I must have had, you know done like 350 remixes or something, you know. So uh, yeah, I, I have a f- I have a really full computer, and I can play any like. House style or you know, tempo or whatever, but it will be my own refix. No.
1: Listening to the radio must be intense for you because if one track is going to become one of those tracks that is played everywhere, like that Kings of Leon track, you have to do your own version of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 but, but I really like it, you know, it's like. Uh, when I decide to do a track, I mean, uh, I mean, most of the time I get hired by labels, you know, like, especially in the last 12 months. But before that, or, or even now, it's really like, with the Kings of Leon, I was touring in Australia, and uh, my girl broke up with me right before I left. So I was really, you know, I had the blues, basically. And I heard that song, "Use somebody on the radio, and just gave me the chills. I was like, I have to, like, play this stuff in the club, you know, I couldn't play that remix in the club. And, you know, I wanted to keep the original uh, verse in there and, uh, you know, the, the original feeling. So I just had to do it. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I get really excited when I hear a track like that, like, oh, my God, I got to spin this. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I really admire you for doing that. That's just amazing that you would have an arsenal of all your own tracks. Wow. Uh,
0: thanks a lot. Thank you.
1: I was reading this great quote of yours about guidelines that you get. So I was wondering if you could talk about one of the situations where you've done a remix, gotten some guidelines, and they've been particularly challenging.
0: Yeah, well, actually, uh, it's getting more and more complicated because uh, people will hit me up with a track. And it used to be like, you know, do whatever with it, you know, what you want. but, but, But now it's like... We want you to make something in the style of your Kings of Leon mix. And, and most of the time, I just don't do those mixes, you know, because I'm like, nah, you know, if you give me that mix, I will give you something unique, you know, and uh, people will talk about your track as in unique, but I'm not going to remake something that i already done, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so, but, um, you know, I have I've, I've a lot of really good clients, so things are going well, but I just noticed that that people are getting more and more like, Oh my God, she loves your bad romance remix. Or, you know, this singer loves your love game remix. Can you remix my track in that style? And that's just for me, like, nah, I mean, that's love game. And I will give love game, you know, its own sound. And I will give your track its own sound. And if people trust me, like, for example, uh, Interscope asked me to remix all singles for Timbaland. And they didn't give me any instructions, you know, and I just get the best results then. Or with the Rihanna album, it was all like LA Reed said, like, do with it whatever you want and that's just the best result you know because uh yeah I don't have any borders I don't like I don't like to have limits basically when I when I make music you know
1: absolutely absolutely as a fan I think most people are going to know your remix that you did of Lady Gaga with Marilyn Manson in it whose choice was it to put Marilyn Manson in the track
0: um but that was Lady Gaga's uh, choice actually um there was one of those tracks that I just, uh, heard on the radio. I was like, oh, that, that's cool. You know, and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to remix it, this or refix this. So I made this refix and then, uh, you know, I put it on YouTube for like four days and, uh, you know, Lady Gaga's manager called us like, hello, I'm Lady Gaga's uh, manager and, uh, Lady Gaga loves your music and she wants to put Marilyn Manson on the track. And <laughs> I thought he was talking with one of my friends or something. You know, I was like, yeah, right. Whatever, whatever. And but the dude was real, <laughs> so it was actually really funny how that, how that started. But uh, yeah, but that really started out of like you know, just fun, you know, and just me wanting to do a track, you know. So, um, and and then uh, Gaga wanted Manson on it. I think they they, they were already working together to work on something, and this was just the ideal track to have a collaboration on.
1: Nice, nice, all right. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. I read in an interview that you keep a counterfeit million-dollar bill in your wallet. True or false?
0: <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 really sentimental about that uh, about that bill. <laughs> so it's just like it, it, it was a, it was in a time of my life that uh, you know I was really starting from scratch, and I decided to. Uh, Do something completely different, you know? I I was already working for labels before 2005, but 2005, I was just fed up with it, you know? I was, this is the same old stuff. So I took a really big risk by saying like, I'm going to give my music away for free. And I, I really hit rock bottom then and I had to start from scratch. And this was, you know, something one of my brothers gave me as like, you know, keep it up, keep fighting. You know, and that's why I keep it in my wallet, you know. And now things are going well, and I'm happy I made that decision. And uh, now the bill means even more to me, you know what I mean?
1: Anyways, I know you're a busy guy, and I really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you for coming on the show. Of course. I would love it. I'd love to end the show with the guest picking a track, talking a little bit about it as I bring up the music.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, does it have to be one of my tracks?
1: Well, I... I think that it would be in your best interest for it to be one of your tracks, but I mean, it's up to you.
0: Okay. Um, Maybe you can play Kanye West Love Lockdown. Um, I always liked that mix I did on it. And the reason why is because that was really on, like, uh, that really gave me a big break, basically. That track became so popular... On all the blogs, and it was like you know, not an official remix. It was just me, you know, screaming to the world of like, listen to my music, you know. And I released it the day after the, I think it was the MTV Awards where he first performed that. And the next day, I refixed it, and it was like three days later, it was everywhere. The thing is, like a week after that, I got <laughs> I got a letter from his lawyer, and I still have that here. Like, you know, they were ready to sue me for doing that. So. uh... But the thing is that Dolce Gabbana used it maybe a few days after, I, you know, I got sued. And uh, Kanye West was at the runway show, and he really liked uh, my mix, you know, because Dolce Gabbana was playing it for the runway show. And then they approved it, and they dropped the case and whatever. So, but that was really my break, you know, and I, and I just love that song, you know. So uh, I would like you to play it.
1: I would love to play it I would love to play it to other DJs out there who are starting to do their own productions would you recommend doing bootleg remixes like you did?
0: Yeah I think it's a really good thing I think um, uh, what's most inspiring is if you get feedback right away you know and uh, first of all it's, it's about the music you know and, and not about the money if you want to make money with it that comes later you know uh, but you want to have feedback from your audience at first don't sit on a track for six months you know, because uh the the world is moving on, you know, and you just have to like express yourself what you're feeling now, and the whole world wants to hear it two days later, you know, I think that's the most fun, so I would really advise to you know release your tracks, get feedback, you know, uh, make your tracks better, you know and and be open for criticism, you know so I think it's a good thing. Hey what's up? My name is Chu Fu and you're listening to the interview show.
3: I'm not loving you way I wanted to. What I had to do, had to run from you. I'm in love with you, but the vibe is wrong, and it haunted me all the way home. So. You can't wait for life We're just racing